G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, while tax issues are dominating the early debates and decisions in the Parliament, simmering under the surface is the government's plan to deal with legislation around religious freedom. The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is calling for calm in an effort to avoid a row within the government ranks on religious freedom. Reports today that the government is preparing to put new laws to Parliament as early as the 22nd of July. And they're workshopping the laws with backbenchers to road test what works. And some are asking still, even at this point, why is this important? Well, can you imagine getting sacked by your boss for posting a Bible verse on your personal Facebook site? If it can happen to Israel for Lau, it can happen to anyone. That's why religious freedom is critically important. Now, what appears to be emerging is concern over the sort of bill that may be presented, with suspicion that it won't adequately deal with issues of true religious freedom. A petition has begun to circulate from Senator Conchetta Firavanti-Wells called the Freedom Petition. It draws attention to the need for a Religious Freedom Act that positively affirms religious freedom and not just a Religious Discrimination Act that makes a few allowances. Well, tonight Australians are being invited to participate in a free Religious Freedom Webinar with Christian experts on religious freedom. Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration is one of the facilitators of this webinar that's on tonight, and he's joining us. Hello, Warwick. Welcome along to 2020. Great to be talking to you this morning, Neil. Uh, Warwick, it is, for some short notice, a webinar that's on tonight, and uh, these uh, bright legal minds are going to be answering questions, uh, talking about the issues of religious freedom, uh, I note that you're talking about what might look good on the outside might not, might not actually have uh, the goods. Uh, all that glitters is not gold. What are your thoughts for just how significant this religious freedom legislation uh, sounds like to Australians? Well, again, thank you so much, Neil, for having me on 2020 this morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, a big thank you, shout out to Vision Radio uh, incredible network of uh, Christian radio stations right across the nation who have been very supportive of the issues that matter and very supportive of our prayer initiatives and very supportive of religious freedom in the broad spectrum. So look, these issues are incredibly important. Um, the Israel Folau story uh, is just beyond belief that someone could get sacked, um, as in the top player off the team gets sacked, who is the number one try scorer in rugby union in the world, uh, gets sacked because he posts a Bible verse on his private Instagram account. So, as you pointed out in your uh, introduction, this is what's happened, and if it can happen, Israel Flower can happen to anybody. The reason it's um, the reason is, you know, it's 
it's good that it's, it's a horrible thing to say this, but it, the, the thing about Israel Folau is everyone knows him, A. B, people have got behind him and they've raised money because, you know, traditionally our employers, especially the big ones, have got deep pockets of big corporations and they'll bully people. The, the worker in Coles, when she um, doesn't want to wear a, a pride badge and she gets the sack, um, she she makes a, you know, she protests and uh, she might just, be pushed to the side and and uh, and crushed literally, or sometimes she might take it to fair work, and she hasn't got the ability to 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 field a you know a couple hundred thousand dollar legal case, um, so she she can't do anything. And so it's important that we do something. And it, the Israel Flower story highlights what we need to do. The challenge is it's the complexity of the problem. The reality is we've had all these um, laws come in in the last couple of decades, two or three decades, uh, which sound very good, religious discrimination laws, uh, just general discrimination laws, and then the institution of the, um, you know, uh, discrimination commission and commissioners. But in, in effect, it's brought a whole bunch of horrible red tape, which has been used in most cases uh, against Christians and against people of faith and has been for um, many decades uh, and of course, that is causing a lot of the problems. And you know, then the then the introduction of homosexual marriage uh, a year and a half ago um, has has further uh, caused uh, more challenges. Warwick, as you say, incremental changes, these changes that have been taking place, as you say, over decades, uh, coming to a point now where the waters are muddied when it comes to how the government might legislate about religious freedom. This webinar that you're hosting tonight uh, is about forewarning uh, Christian believers, anyone, I guess, who wants to be a part of this webinar so that they might be forewarned and therefore forearmed. And uh, certainly there is a big body of people who are concerned about this, given the number of donors, something like 20,000 who contributed to the Israel Folau case. Uh, but forewarned, forearmed, uh, that's what's important about this webinar tonight. Look, it is. And I didn't properly you know, answer your question. You were trying to get to the point of why, um, you know, what, is the, what are the core key issues? Well, <clears throat> that's the problem. Um, We've got these layers of complex, complex legislation, which really the ideal case scenario would be to completely dismantle all of that uh, legislation and just start from a clean slate and go back to common law. And common law comes is, is a, sort of a term used for our English history of law, which goes back to Magna Carta and Alfred the Great, uh, where we have this presumption of innocent until proven guilty. <clears throat> we have a presumption that we have our freedom, and we have a presumption that we have um, freedom of speech. Now, in that presumption, they can be tested in law, but it's in the open, in the open sort of field. And you know, as long as you don't, you're not libeling somebody or, or um, you know, profanities, uh, you're allowed to speak. And so, it provides a clear uh, platform for um, all sorts of discourse, religious discourse, political discourse, all sorts of discourse. But the problem now we face is that with the um, impositions by, you know, uh, you know, corporations, no, no, nonetheless, corporations who are supposed to be uh, about making money for their proprietors and their shareholders, who are telling people how to think and what to think, and then governments doing much the same, 
um, we had this, you know, literally a clash of cultures. And so we had this thing called the culture war where we're, we're fighting for truth. We're fighting for the ability to speak. And people are getting sacked left, right and centre. And we had to turn that around. And so um, tonight we'll be listening to uh, Chris Bro here as a barrister. Uh, he'll be sharing. who's uh, a very, very, very distinguished uh, legal mind. And also John Steenhoff, who's the managing director for the Human Rights Alliance. And, and also we'll have uh, Bernard Gaynor on the, on the line as well, uh, who has actually gone through a uh, horrible situation, a court case after court case after court case. Not one of the cases that he's been tried for, mm-hmm. and he's been through, through tribunals and even to the High Court, have proved him wrong, have said this man is wrong. Uh, and yet he's still gone through case after case after case for speaking out uh, against political correctness, for speaking out and uh, holding a different opinion and in fact he's lost um uh, he was did have two homes a few years back um but now he's only he's just lives in a rented home eight children he's a he was a major in the in the army so he's very very um you know he's, he's, he's working in intelligence so he's been through this sort of thing it can happen to him it can happen to us it can happen to israel it can happen to us and so tonight we're going to be talking through the issues and yes how that religious bill uh religious discrimination bill is framed is important. Uh, we're very concerned that it will not cover the, the issues that we really needed to cover. And Senator, as you uh, pointed out earlier, Senator Conchetta Fodavanti Wells has launched a petition, a freedom of religion petition. So there's a lot at stake, there's a lot to talk about, and there's a lot to get your head around as well. Uh, Warwick, uh, Senator. Uh, Conchetta Firavanti Wells, this petition that she's circulating, this might indicate uh, why the Prime Minister is calling for calm because uh, there obviously is some division within the uh, Liberal uh, National Coalition. Uh, but what she is calling for is something more than what uh, is in some ways predicted to be proposed and uh, she's talking about a religious freedom act rather than just more of the same religious discrimination act this whole idea of a religious freedom act there's uh, that's a, that's a point of contention here and that's what she's pushing for yeah look the the reality is that um uh ascot morris to god bless him mm-hmm. he's a man of faith but he's also a pragmat- political pragmatist in the sense that he's looking for um you know, what shall we say, um, um, midway solutions. <clears throat> Not necessarily trying to find the solution, but trying to find a solution that's going to work for all sides. And the reality is that's just not going to work for people of faith. People of faith are being pilloried. People of faith are getting persecuted here in this nation and right around the world. And we have to find a way to protect people of faith in legislation. I Look, I'd much prefer, as I said earlier, not to have all this legislation to not even need a Religious Freedom Act, but right now it would appear that that's the only way to go. And we have to have the right right legislation, not just any legislation. And that's the sort of thing we'll be talking about with our uh, legal team tonight, and they understand the ramifications. And yes, I feel that Conchetta's on the right track. Uh, unfortunately, you know, all, uh, quite a few Liberal National Party people would not agree with her. Um, but I certainly uh, would agree. She's a, obviously a Liberal senator. Uh, I actually have known Conchetta for um, 12, 13 years. Myself and my wife have worked with her, and she's got an office here in Wollongong. And she herself is a lawyer, so she understands law. 
and she's deeply concerned. I, I know that um, Eric, Senator Erica Betts and many of her other friends in the Liberal Party are deeply concerned about what's happening and would share her concerns. Now, when you talk about the Prime Minister, his position, uh, trying to juggle all the balls, uh, trying to keep everyone uh, perhaps uh, from exploding, uh, the Prime Minister was asked on Monday night if he believed that someone like Israel Folau should be able to make his remarks without being sacked. And the Prime Minister's response was that employers need to have reasonable expectations of their employees that did not impinge on their private belief. This idea of private belief is going to be a significant part of what the government is dealing with here because uh, private belief, that's what we all hold, private belief. And as Christian believers, we want to have the right to be able to hold private belief and be able to express that private belief in public, and uh, that's what appears to be what uh, some issues would want to close down in the marketplace. Uh, that's why this is very, very important. Uh, I wonder whether uh, Warwick Marsh, uh, you've got any impressions from what church leaders might have been sharing. I noted that the Anglican Archbishop of Sydney, Glenn Davies, uh, wrote a supportive uh, page uh, supporting Israel Folau. His uh, right to religious freedom. Uh, what sort of things have you been hearing through the grapevine from Christian leaders about this whole issue? Well, I think, um, you know, some notable Christian leaders, uh, and I mean notable Christian leaders speaking out about it, who've realised, uh, as as the men of Issachar realised, who, who understood the times and the seasons uh, and knew what Israel should do. It's quite interesting uh, scripture there uh, in, in Kings. And... Uh, you know, literally, we need we need uh, men of God, uh, men and women of God, who know the times and the seasons and know what Israel, Israel Folau should do, but also what the Christian people should do. And I do think that uh, Bishop Archbishop Glenn Davies has got his finger on the pulse. Uh, he understands that it's not a case of whether you say he shouldn't have done this, he shouldn't have done that. What he's done is he's quoted a Bible verse on his own private Instagram and now he's been sacked, and a $4 million contract has been torn up, and his, his whole career has been destroyed because he, no one will let him play anywhere. So it's not just... It, they've just completely destroyed his career, and he's standing, he's, he's been dragged through the mud. So it's a very serious thing. Thank God um, Glenn Davies can understand and look past... It's not a case of what he said, it's a, it's a case of his ability to speak his mind and to, and to, and to have his viewpoint. And um, uh, there's... There's other Christian leaders, but not as many as should, should be, making, making a stand. And uh, unfortunately, some of them, uh, as Jesus said, uh, the children of this world are wiser in their own generation, the children of light. The, the people getting the most support for, for, from are atheists and oftentimes homosexuals who understand freedom of speech. And, you know, Mark Latham, <laughs> who is an agnostic, he's standing up for Israel Folau and standing up for free speech. So we have a, an interesting situation. We, yes, we do have some Christian leaders standing up, but we certainly don't have enough. And yet we've also got these amazing men, uh, Andrew Bolt being another one, who, who are making a very strong stand for religious freedom and yet are not Christians or given to, um, given to persuasion of Christian faith. Okay, let's talk about this webinar. It's on tonight and it's free. 
Uh, it starts at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. And uh, so for those listeners in South Australia, that's 7.30pm. Uh, if you're listening in WA, starts at 6pm WA time. But uh, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, the Religious Freedom Webinar. Now, you'll have to have some sort of a Zoom link to be able to get onto that, Warwick. And uh, I've organised that there'll be a link to that on the Vision Facebook page. So if listeners go to... Uh, to uh, facebook.com forward slash vision radio there'll be a uh, there'll be a post there that has the link on it uh, so what you need to do Warwick you need to uh, to click on that link and uh, register somehow how does it all work yeah look zoom is a um, uh, a video conference technology it's the number one in the world so it's very intuitive um, what you've got to do is you go to that link if you don't have uh, as long as you've got a uh, either a laptop um, a desktop or even a mobile phone or an iPad. So all of that will work. And then you go to that that link, <clears throat> punch that link in to your uh, your mobile or your desktop or your um, iPad, whatever you've got, and you download the um, the app or the program. It takes about you know 10, 15 seconds. It's very quick. It's a very small program. And that gives you the ability to connect with a Zoom call and then you use that Zoom number that is on the Facebook. So it's, thank, thank God you put it on there, uh, on the Vision Facebook site. Um, and you can uh, go to Vision Facebook and check the link. And if you haven't used Zoom before, it's very, very easy. Uh, I've been using it myself for the last two and a half years. And, um, you know, probably hundreds of millions of people are using it right around the world now. It's, a, it's technology has become very popular. Very simple. And once you've got it, you can use it at any time um, any type type of Zoom calls that you, whether they're, as I said, you want to have the beauty of the video, and you can hear what's happening uh, straight from the, you know, straight from some of our best legal minds. As I said before, John Steenoff, who's a lawyer himself and managing director of the Human Rights Alliance um, group. And, You've got a great uh, lineup there, and I'll, I'll just need to cut in here, Warwick, just to uh, affirm. It's called a Zoom link, and you can find the link on the Vision Facebook page. So facebook.com forward slash vision radio, and there'll be a post there where you can simply click on the link that's there. Uh, there's a Zoom number to put in, and you'll be able to access that free religious freedom webinar tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, we did mention, too, that there is a circulating petition that was started by Senator Conchetta Firavanti-Wells. Uh, it's called the Freedom Petition. Uh, where do you get the details for that one, Warwick? Have you got any any link there for, for listeners to actually sign that well, one? Um, it's only... It has been circulated, circulated uh, to Christian people uh, in the, over the last week, but it's only officially released, as I understand, in the Senate last night... Uh, Senator Conchetta Faravanti-Wells made a speech, and so she's got those links up on her website, um, uh, Conchetta Faravanti-Wells. So um, it's an Italian name, and Faravanti-Wells is hyphenated, so just Google Senator Conchetta, C-O-N-C-E-T-T-A, Faravanti-Wells. Uh, right. we'll, uh, yep. we'll get listeners to uh, to Google that one to find that petition, and uh, yeah, I'll see Google if our team one. can get a, a website. And and I, I think you'll find the links to the petition, 
and I think it's a, a, a petition that's worthy of important support. And um, I think she is, you know, cutting to the quick on this issue that we do need something uh, more profound than what's been offered at this present moment. I suspect uh, listeners to our conversation today will want to support that petition. I suspect many too will want to support that religious freedom webinar tonight, uh, 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 in South Australia, 6pm in WA. There is a Zoom link and you'll need to get that. It's a bit more complicated. Just click on it when you go onto our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vision radio. And uh, Warwick Marsh from the Canberra Declaration, thank you so much for taking some time to update us on what's happening with that webinar tonight. Appreciate you, Warwick. Look, Neil, thank you so much and all the best and thank you for your support. And, of course, just check the Vision Vision Facebook to get the link for the webinar tonight at 8 o'clock Australian Standard Time. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.